Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text hope NY in New York. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Well, what is going on, Notre Dame fans? Mike Singer and Tim Hyde live on the Blue and Gold YouTube channel on a Wednesday night. Got some Notre Dame football and recruiting topics to discuss. So really appreciate you guys joining us for this week's show. And that's whether you're live with us, um, you're watching the the YouTube uh, video back, or you're listening via podcast. Just really appreciate you guys for making us a part of your day. As always, hit the thumbs up. You guys know that. Smash that thumbs up button. Uh, help support what we're doing here at Blue and Gold. Of course, subscribe to our channel for more content. And our offer uh, for our audience is that uh, $1 for two months deal when you use the promo code UND1. So if you are a new subscriber, um, you can use that deal. Uh, $1 for two months. Tim, how are you doing, my friend? What's What's new in your world, man? Well, it's Notre Dame football, so it means something's new about every eight hours, it feels like. So, all good. 
I mean, seriously, we need to do like 12 of these a week, I feel like, just to get caught up. Even today, with all the craziness, it's it's hitting and uh, it's, it's, it's nonstop. But it's fun. Here we are flying. February is hitting the corner. Um, just a couple little, you know, food for thought things. The Senior Bowl's going on, which is awesome. Notre Dame guys are out there kicking butt after a couple of days of practice. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorite weeks as a coach. I love to tape it on NFL Network and watch it, you know, back at either at night or the week later and, and see how it is, see how the Notre Dame guys do. So excited about that. Hell of a football weekend this past weekend, Mike. Holy moly, that was awesome, the, the playoff games. And it's going to be, you know, we're going to have a Notre Dame champion. So that's pretty cool to see a couple, uh, you know, no matter what happens, there's going to be a Notre Dame Super Bowl winner. So that's pretty cool. Other than that, Notre Dame football, never a day off. Here we are hitting February. Spring spring ball starts in, what, five weeks, six weeks, yeah. it seems like. You already got – I saw you announce the blue and gold game came out. I saw you talking about that the other day, I think, with Tyler. So, yeah, um, here we go. Yeah. Yep. So, in the title of this video and podcast, we've got Riley Leonard injury update, the Chad Bowden rumors, final recruit rankings. We're actually going to start with something that just popped, I mean, maybe a half hour ago. Jeff Halfley, the Boston College head coach, is leaving to become the Packers defensive coordinator, which that is not really that notable from a Notre Dame perspective. Different topic for a different day is why he's leaving Boston College, and I think it's something that we can all understand. Um, But, again, you can look that up on your own time. Um, But, look, when Al Golden is out on the road recruiting for Notre Dame, where is he usually? He's seeing his top guys on that side of the ball, but when he is area recruiting, right, coaches, when they're on the road, they are seeing their guys, but like Dylan McCullough all week has been in Miami. He recruits South Florida for the Irish. Marty Biaggi has been out in Hawaii this week. Al Golden goes to the Northeast. He's a Northeastern guy, so it could be interesting if Boston College targets him. Now, I remember John McNulty uh, was Notre Dame's tight ends coach. He left to become Boston's college offensive coordinator a couple years ago and didn't go so well. That is just a program, Tim, that since Matt Ryan's been gone, I mean, they haven't really done much of anything. It's, it's like beating your head against the wall up there. So, you know, don't know right now how possible it is that Al Golden would be in the mix for that job if you'd be interested. But, Tim, just wanted to get your initial thoughts before we dive into the show about um, just even the potential of that. Oh, yeah, I think it's definitely there. I mean, he was – I mean, Syracuse called him. I mean, that was out there. His name was out there with the security, uh, the Syracuse job. And obviously they went with the Georgia DB coach. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's he's definitely going to get a call because BC is one of those jobs where you got to find you got to find that meat and potatoes type of guy that's, you know, needs to go coach, develop guys, have a program because you're not loading up on the blue chip ratio, Mike, when it comes to Boston College recruiting. You know, you're going to get your guys here and there. Uh, you got to recruit. It's it's hard to recruit nationally because, you know, not a lot of people want to come to Boston and struggle to go seven and five. You know, they've had some great teams. Obviously, that's heck. We all know they had some great teams in the '90s and the yeah. early 2000s with Coughlin and uh, you know O'Brien as as the head coach. You brought up Ryan at quarterback. They, I mean, they had a great period of time, and then it's just been a mixed bag, very average going from there. But yeah, I. You know damn well they're gonna call it golden because he's a Pennsylvania guy, he coached at Virginia, all these little you know things that move in. Temple, 
he kicked butt at Temple. You know, that's what got him the Miami job and got him rolling. So, yeah, he, he's going to get called. I think we should fully expect that. And if he doesn't, I'll be stunned. So, but, uh, yeah, BC's a tough one, especially this day and A and name image likeness and the portal. Man, BC's, BC's got to be up there one of those bottom 20 jobs. Like, do I really want to go to – For P5? Yeah, for Power 5, exactly. Of just – man, you're gonna, I mean, you're going to bang your head against the wall. You just are. But in the yeah. ACC, I mean, who the hell knows if the ACC is even around in two years. But um, I just feel like that's a tough, tough gig. And sometimes – but, Mike, right, everything's about getting paid, the job, you know, the prestige, so to speak, if you're a Power 5 head coach. If he goes there and he has three years of seven and five, and he proves he could win, or he busts out a nine and three. All of a sudden, does he get something else? You know? Well, it might be more of a job for a younger guy to bust his chops at. You know, like I'm a USF grad. USF head coaches these days are either the retread hires or the young up and coming guy. Like it's hard for USF these days to keep a head coach for a long time. Either not doing well enough getting canned or you're doing well enough, it's time to move up. Is yeah. Boston College kind of in that mix now? So what I kind of alluded to, this was a, a a quote from an ESPN source about Halfley leaving Boston College. He said, college coaching has become fundraising, NIL, and recruiting your own team and transfers. There's no time to coach football anymore. So he is going to the NFL. Um, so, yep, very interesting news. We'll see if Al Golden gets into the mix there. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the news. Um, again, we will have to see on that. Uh, go yeah, ahead. Just 12 seconds. On that. I mean, that's a perfect quote because that says everything there is, you know, you, when you got to re-recruit your room, heck Georgia has lost one game in three years and they had 20 guys go to the portal. It's like, so it is right. It's, it's a constant recruiting, knowing who's who. Heck, look at Notre Dame. They got, you know, Ruby all of a sudden, the, the spring semester starts with classes and he's taking the semester off to reevaluate things. So here you are thinking you got a stud, you know, top tier backup out there with Mills and Cross. And now you're like, well, we got to figure out the next plan. So, yeah, yeah, it's a constant in the NFL. It's just football, football, do a little bit more football, hang out with the family. Yeah, do hope that uh, Ruby is, is able to return this spring. But, you know, that is to be determined. We'll have to learn more about that in about five, six weeks or so when spring ball does start. So an update on Tuesday, um, obviously Riley Leonard injured uh, his ankle against Notre Dame last year when he was the Duke quarterback. Uh, well, you know, news broke yesterday that he had to have surgery on that ankle to kind of clean things up a little bit. Um, so he is going to be out now. You know, I was told it's going to be all of winter workouts. And then, you know, we get some, you know, pushback where it's like, oh, no, he's not going to miss all winter workouts. Okay, I'm sorry. He, you know, maybe he'll get to, to, you know, do some bicep curls. I don't know. The guy's in a boot, cast, whatever it is. I don't know how much. He's not really going to be able to run around a whole lot. Um, You know, not for a while. But the expectation, Tim, is that he should be ready to go by the start of spring ball. Now, is that 100%? Is that 75%? We don't know at this point. That is just something we're going to have to see, you know, knock on wood, hope the recovery goes well. But wanted your perspective on this, Tim. Is this something where for a one-year rental guy who just got here earlier this month that, you know, what really can you do, you know, throwing the football, 
Like if he's not able to be around with his teammates to kind of build that camaraderie again, as a new guy, do you think this could, you know, kind of put him back a little bit? Do you think this is a non-story, not a big deal? Is, is it somewhere in between 10? What's your take? Yeah. So I'm definitely somewhere in between. There's no doubt about that. Cause obviously winter conditioning is when you're working your tail off, busting your butt, all those things. I mean, Hartman did it. Hartman showed up last year. All the reports were like, this guy's an unbelievable, you know, captain, a presence, you know, everyone loved being around him. Cone was the same way when he came from Wisconsin. So yeah, he's not going to be out there pushing the prowlers and tug of wars and all that stuff at five 30 in the morning, like everyone else is. But if it's day one, a spring ball and it's May 20 or excuse me, March 22nd, let's just say they start. I have no idea. Obviously the day just throwing a date out, but he's out there running around, running quarterback powers, slinging it. Who gives a damn? Right. But what it really is, is because right now these guys could do seven on seven. They, they could go to the bubble. They could go to the indoor facility. It, I mean, there's tons of reports last year of them doing it with Hartman. there, starting to build up that rapport with guys. So, you know, darn well, Angeli, Minchi, cars now on campus. Hey, let's all round up and go. So it's just reps for them to uh, build up some rapport, build up some, you know, some timing and all those things with all these wide, you know, new wide receivers they have. And obviously the other guys returning. You got freshmen on campus. You know, Cam Williams, obviously, does he he rise up? So yeah, when these guys aren't studying for calculus and, you know, taking a history exam, they're in the football facility nonstop getting ready for the season. So um, that's going to be the thing that Riley's going to miss out on is all those, you know, types of fundamental drills. Learn, You know, he can learn the thing, but he's not doing it with his buddies. So when they all get together on a Thursday at 5 o'clock, let's say, to go what? on 7. So- so do you think this could impact like his success at Notre Dame? No, man, that's a tough. No, I mean, it's, it's more of the, you know, I, I look at it. I mean, when I first heard this news, I was more like, all right, the, these young guys could take it over. Right? I don't want to say take it over where boom, they're him and Riley gets cut and he's in the portal in May, but it's just, it's all you're man. It's, it's an interesting thing because as you said, he's a rental, he's here for one year. And he's already on the shelf. Yeah. You know, hopefully he didn't fall down the stairs and get hurt. And it's just the same injury as before. No. Right? Yeah. Right. 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 You know, is cleaning you know, it up. I think they might've yeah. saw something in, in a physical or. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it, playing last year. So he was probably damaging the hell out of that thing. The more he played on that thing. Which yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think it's like a situation where, uh, you know, when you're signing a big free agency, you know, you get to have him in the facility first and, um, you know, <laughs> do a yeah, whole physical. Exactly. I don't think that happens, even though college football transfer portal stuff kind of does feel like free agency at times. So my my just thoughts from what you're picking up is two two things. You tell me if I'm wrong. One, maybe like kind of hinders what his ceiling could be at Notre Dame. Um, just how could he could be? Maybe that gets lowered a little bit. Maybe if it's just a hair because you're not growing right now. Um, as a player and with your team. And the other thing would be, yeah, you got like the guy on the screen here, Kenny Minchie, what a, you know, CJ Carr, Steve Angeli. Um, and I think it's more so this guy, Angeli. I, I think this would kind of be an opportunity for him to, which I don't know. I, I'm with you. It's not like, oh, you're the guy now, but it could be, a, it could make things more interesting if he just has a killer rest of the winter. 
Um, I don't know, Tim. That's that's kind of the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, it's a no. It's it's an interesting thing because here's this guy who's got tons of talent coming from Duke, tremendous competitor, one heck of an athlete, no doubt about that. He's got great NFL skills. Coaches can work with guys now. There's like new rules where they're allowed so many you know hours a week, and I believe there's new rules of doing like. They could do film time study. So, you know, Denbrock, when they're not on the road recruiting, which they are, that's going to end here in the next tomorrow. Days. Oh, today, today, yeah, really. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. That's, that's right. The old school signing day is next week. Correct. Correct. Uh, yeah. Next Wednesday. Yes, yeah. yeah, exactly. So they're all on the road and it's really boom, hunker down. Let's start getting ready to rock and roll for spring football now as, as they prepare, because that's going to be coming up here in about six weeks when you look at it. So, it's all those reps. He can take all the mental reps you want, but does Angeli go out there? Does Minchie, does CJ Carr as the freshman just start building up that rapport? So when spring ball starts, do they just have a little bit more momentum? Does Riley Leonard, you know, I mean, we could say all we want. We could see her all we want. And I know I saw the tweet from, you know, Rob Hunt, the athletic trainer, you know, getting a little uh, heated and things like that. And, you know, I mean, you can say whatever. But is he 100%, Mike, on day one? Or is he 100% on day five? We don't yeah. know. And it's a bad, bad ankle injury that he had to have surgery to correct it. And you don't know what he's going to be like coming out of a boot, trying to run around and get and, and trying to sprint around yeah. in from Duke and Riley Mills bull rushing up the gut. You know, what's that going to be like? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I still go back to the point, like, how difficult it is to bond and grow that connection with your guys when you're not in the trenches with them right now because you are injured now. I don't know what the particulars are like. You know, I don't know if he can, you know, hobble around and still be with the guys, but not really with them because he's in that, you know, cast reboot, whatever it is right now. Um, Whereas Angeli's been with them, you know, at least for the guys who didn't come in as transfers, they've been with them, you know, for, you know, he's going in his junior season. So it's, it's fascinating. Now, how much of an impact will it actually have? On the 2024 season, guys, I don't know, but I, I still just think there's some kind of like opportunity for oh, Angeli yeah. here. So, well, um, well, yeah, you know, I just don't know what it is exactly. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to, you know, make it sound like it's 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 only big if if that ankle injury just doesn't come back clean and it's always something. I mean, who knows, right? Is there a bone yeah. score? Is there something down the road? We don't know. But if he comes back and like I said originally, and he's slinging it, kicking butt, being the guy Freeman and company thought he was when when, you know, when they brought him. That's the reason why they brought him here to be the start quarterback in 2024. And he's having fine. Boom, missing six weeks of you know winter yeah. conditioning, two months. Boom, that's water under the bridge. But it's just it's the reps. It's the reps for those young guys. Because I I said this as you know, and you always laugh at me, but the most important battle is the number two. Because this, whoever wins it, unless they go to the portal again, right, Mike? I mean, who the hell knows? But the most, if if somebody in in this pack of three quarterbacks solidifies themselves as a true number two, as a true guy, like we could hand you the ball, you're you could win us a game if Riley Leonard's out at, out this week, or if he gets injured in the first quarter, we know you have us for the next three quarters, because that just booms into 2025. I, I, whoever comes out number two and 24, I don't see Minchie or Carr if it's in jelly. It's just throwing jelly out. 
So if Angeli's just, bam, I've been here three years, I'm I'm holding these guys off and I'm still kicking butt. I'm still doing it. Got the playbook, the arm, you know, the accuracy, all these things. I'm running the offense better than they are. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I don't see how there's a, a competition in 24. You know, you see what I mean? Yeah. So that's why the number two is huge. If Kenny Minchie comes out in spring and kicks butt, well, then the odds of him being the starter next year are huge. Huge, which means I don't see the other ones beating him yeah. out. If Paul's here as a freshman and he turns into Jimmy Clausen and just like, bam, I'm the dude and I'm awesome. Winner, 15 spring practices, and Freeman's like, holy crap, this is our guy. Yeah. This is our guy for the future. So that's why, I, for me, I, I think the number two yeah. is huge because it sets the pattern for down the road. Yeah, especially since, I mean, Tim, around this time last year, we were like, I think you guys, you you and Goolsby were like, yeah, they're going to take another one. They're going to take another transfer portal yeah. quarterback. Next year, we're sitting here right now saying, no, they're not. Like, it, 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 they, I, Notre Dame does not want to keep doing this. There's no never reason. Never say never, but. There, there's no reason to unless. The guys just stink. They stink. Yeah. Exactly. They're, they're going in scrimmages. They're throwing picks, fumbling the ball. They, exactly. They just stink. And they're like, there's no way in hell we're doing this with yeah. these guys. Exactly. That's why right now this winter conditioning, because they could go out there and do seven on sevens. They, you know, all these guys are working out, man. These guys want to win a title. They're not hanging out, chilling, eating Doritos. They're out there working their tails off, getting ready to play. So these guys are in the big giant football facility working their tails off. So it is massive reps for those three young guys just to keep developing. So when spring starts, boom. You know, Riley Leonard's just starting to stretch his hamstrings. These other guys have been doing it for two months. Yeah, a couple comments here. Carberry says, I just wonder if the team is sick of the one-and-done quarterback situation yet. The guys that have been there putting the blood, sweat, and tears together have uh, for years may have a different outlook. I think that's kind of the um, the Goolsby outlook, um, you know, as, as a, a former Notre Dame I think that's something that he said. And then Jay Carr said, Leonard is from Alabama, not Alaska. And when Jay Carr said this, yeah, about 10 minutes ago. I was like, what the heck are you talking about? Okay. Notre Dame needs to update this. So Notre Dame, if you're watching, yeah, it says Fairhope, Alaska on <laughs> Riley Leonard for his oh, roster yeah. page. So edit. maybe let's let's get that fixed. Yeah, Mistakes little, happen. But exactly, yeah. a little edit. But you know, going back to the whole little point is, I mean, we love talking quarterbacks. And Notre Dame has three quarterbacks to choose from. For 2025, they have three quarterbacks. Really, they're going to go through this. I don't care what anyone says, man. They're going through this winter. They're going through this spring. These guys train like hell in in the in the summer training camp. They're 
you know, yes, they're they're getting ready for 2024. We we understand all that. But at the same time, they're like, who is our guy for 25? I think that's a big underlying part of this entire season with these quarterbacks. It is so fascinating, Tim, because we could go through all of the different scenarios. Oh, man. What if Angeli stays? Right. He, and now he's going into his senior year and he has two and he has a senior year and a fifth year. He could I mean, he could be the guy for two years. Like if he's just really coming into his own this in the 2024 year. And then what does that mean for like a Minchie in a car? Fascinating stuff. Um, yeah, I, well, I, I'm fired up for it. I mean, if Kenny Minchie goes through spring and he's and he's having a hell of a spring and. Freeman and company and Denbrock and Gino are like, hey, he's a heck of a quarterback. You know, he was one of the elite 11 dudes. He won the pro day. We forget elite 11. He's got unbelievable skills. He's developed. He's lost weight. He's getting his body right after having a little shoulder boo-boo last year. And he's the guy. Well, then, heck, Mike, now you can start, you know, Kenny Minchie for three years, which means what? Well, that what means- if? We, exactly. We keep going. What if it's Carr? What I mean, what if they just love Carr and then it's like, then do you lose the two guys older than him and Minchie and Angeli? Tim. Well, then, hey, then, I'm here then, for then, it, man. Got, yeah, then you got Carr. You bring in Deuce as the backup. You go find yourself a, a portal guy to be, you know, on, on the bench, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. Now you're starting to get into that, you know. Oh my God, just round robin. But but I think the days of, of finding a Jack Cohn, Riley Leonard, a Sam Hartman, I don't know. be over. And exactly. Unless these three guys are just turds and boom, go have fun going somewhere <laughs> else. But none of us well, expect that. Tim, a, a, a fiery debate going on in the YouTube chat about the best Dorito flavor. <laughs> Do you have one? Man, it's a. They're Doritos. I'm not. I'm not the ultimate spicy guy. Where your hands are neon for a week, you eat some of those. But um, I, I mean, I, dude, they're Doritos. I'll eat all all the Doritos. All I, right. If I had to pick one, I'm just old school nacho cheese. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the sweet, sweet, spicy chili is is the obvious answer. It might be the best chip. I'm a salt and vinegar kettle cook guy, but if I can't get my hands on those, I'm going. Salt and vinegar. Sweet we are, yeah, we oh, are not going to be. We will not be sponsored by salt and vinegar. So how's that? Okay. Uh, yes, we will, Lays. Yes, we if will. you want to sponsor us, give me a call. But Taco Bell is my top choice. Tim, if you I know get a Taco, Taco Bell Bell's sponsorship, oh, Taco Bell is happening, Mike. You, we we you know. Yeah, yeah, we got listen. There's got to be some exec at Taco Bell who is a Notre Dame grad and watches this show. De- my boy Devi. Debbie Cooks says salt and vinegar is top tier. They're killing me. Listen, but there's got to be. I'm, I'm looking into the camera now. Listen, we, you work at Taco Bell. You're a Notre Dame grad. You love the show. Maybe this show is not big enough for your portfolio, but come on. We got to get Notre Dame, you know, to have some Taco Bell love, you know, like, oh, come on, come on. Yeah. Sponsor us. Sponsor us, Taco Bell. Yeah, somebody in the chat during their breaks needs to go hunt down LinkedIn and find some uh, Notre Dame connection. Through I'm Taco serious, Bell. Tim. Tim, that's a great point. Yes. So for folks watching, and we're going to get back onto your regular scheduled program in a second, but I'm being dead-ass serious here. You guys have my Twitter DMs. My email is mike.singer at, at on3.com. If someone can sleuth and find me at Taco Bell exec, someone at Taco Bell, that's important. That went to Notre Dame. 
just just hit me up and I'll and I will I will I'll I'll thank you somehow, I promise. Okay. Uh we're gonna move along. So there's some rumors that popped up on Tuesday. Actually, Tim, actually, before we dive into those, we're, we're gonna hear from Augie's locker room. So, folks, if you are in South Bend, Indiana, you gotta make sure you go to Augie's locker room. Uh, and it is, of course, a spot that you can find unique, one-of-a-kind Notre Dame items, uh, and it's located at a new uh, spot. It's 1733 North Ironwood Drive in South Bend. It's right down the street from Notre Dame. Every single time, I feel like I go to this website and I read this ad once a week, you know, 52 times a year. It's always new stuff on here. So, I mean, I have not seen this Sam Hartman signed jersey, the mayor. uh Mayor signed cleat and mayor signed jersey. Love that. Ben Morrison signed jersey. Always good stuff. Um, Audric Estime signed gloves, sold out. Uh, but, I mean, Joe Alt signed cleat. I mean, this is stuff that you're not really getting anywhere else. And Augie, uh, as a local business, is definitely someone you're going to want to support as well. So if you're in town or you're a local, you're driving through whatever it is, you got to make time for Augie's Locker Room. Check out their wide selection of Notre Dame Stadium pieces, jerseys, helmets, autographs, one-of-a-kind Rockney items, and really everything in between. And again, folks, Augie gets new stuff in all the time. And if he doesn't have it in your store, you guys see Goolsby's new setup with his two jerseys behind him. I think Augie helped him get both of those. You guys have heard that story. Um, so Augie's the guy to know when it comes to Notre Dame memorabilia. So make sure to give him a call, 574-277-6363. Visit Augie and his store, uh, 1733 North Ironwood Drive in South Bend. See the vintage helmet display dating back to 1890. He's got some amazing stuff you're going to want to see. It's augieslockerroom.com, 574-277-6363. Okay, so those rumors that popped up Tuesday, um, I don't even remember how it started. I feel like someone sleuthed out that – the Michigan coach followed Chad Bowden on Instagram. I don't even know how you can do that, but that's a thing, I guess. Um, and, you know, he started digging into it. And, yeah, I was told that Michigan was very much in pursuit. And this was, again, I just heard this yesterday, that Michigan's in pursuit of director of recruiting Chad Bowden, who um, was, you know, worked very, very closely with Freeman um, at Cincinnati, obviously, and Luke Fickle and those guys, uh, and then came to Notre Dame to work um basically running the defensive recruiting operation for Notre Dame when Freeman got here uh in 2021 and then uh, when Freeman became head coach Chad just kind of took over the you know the entire operation um you know working closely with with Dre Brown and and some of those guys uh Caleb Davis by the way who was in the recruiting office he now runs the recruiting office at Troy uh with Jared Parker um, and I'm working on a big story on that that I'm looking forward to because Jared Parker and Troy, they've really been doing a good job on the recruiting trail. So I'm going to do a big story about that up at on three um, here in a week or two. But side note, I am told that he's probably it, it's it's pretty unlikely that he's going to go to Michigan from what I'm hearing. I hope that Chad got a nice raise out of this. Um, you know, hopefully he got a little salary bump. Uh, because, you know, Tim, you were talking about something on the message board, so I'm, uh, I definitely want to hear your thoughts on this. Like, you're old school. Everyone's replaceable. I, I get it. But, you know, Tim, in my decade of doing this, he he's kind of like a one-of-one. A, a one. I mean, just think about the junior days of the past couple of years. The, you know, they, you know the, the recruiting office was, you know, 
the CIA agents last year. They're just up as leprechauns list this year. Now, you know, is that kind of corny stuff? Sure. But it, it, it just kind of goes to show um, that they are dedicated to this stuff. They're making, they're dressed up like, you know, they look like fools out there, you know, and, and I say that in a good way, um, you know, just to put on a good show for the recruits. Um, so, and I think the proof is in the pudding too. Last point before I go to you, Tim, when recruits talk about, and again, I'm coming up on 11 years in this business, covered a lot of different schools. So it's not like I've just been covering Notre Dame my whole life. I've seen it all. I've covered West Coast. I've covered the Southeast, Midwest, South, you know, Southwest, everything in between. When, when a kid talks about this is the coach of like why I'm committing, you don't often hear a recruiting office guy. They, you hear it with every single recruitment with Chad Bowden. Um, so yeah, I think if that were to happen, if he did get a, you know, another job, I, I think it would be awful for Notre Dame. Now, could Dre Brown step into that role or someone else? Sure. Um, but to me, Chad Bowden's a, a, a like a one-on-one, um, pretty, pretty unique guy. Um, I think he's done a tremendous job at Notre Dame, not only like building relationships, but also like scouting and, uh, kind of just leading that department, obviously. And my role covering Notre Dame recruiting, you know, I got to track what that guy's doing all the time. Um, just in terms of, you know, their offers, they're sending out the visits, all that stuff. Um, and, and hearing things behind the scenes, I, I, I just think he would have been pretty tough to replace. So again, I'm hearing he's sta- he sang at, uh, Notre Dame. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see if something changes. Carberry says, Mike, you put up his number so everyone can call him and tell him to stay. Yeah. This is the Notre Dame website. I don't know if you call you know, I'm, I'm guessing this is five, seven, four, six, three, one, seven, four, seven, four. I don't know who that will go to, but I have a hard time believing that it's going to be Chad picking up on the other line. But anyways, Tim, I'll go to you. Yeah, exactly. That is going to a voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> and a student assistant who comes in at two forty-five every day is cleaning those up. But uh, no, it's a, uh, it, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, when this thing hit, it's like, whoa, um, it, you know, I'm one of those guys that looks at it from the other side, like, yeah, it makes sense. Michigan's like, we got a brand new coach. You know, let's, you know, the guys that we are recruiting against, they are recruiting a lot against Notre Dame. Yeah. You might, you and I have been talking about this for the last two years. Every time someone's committing, I, I mean, it's probably my easily 70%, let's say of Notre Dame's guys, maybe, maybe not that high, but it sure seems like it has a Michigan offer. So they have yeah. really, really gone toe to toe with a lot of guys. Not the so, opposite though. I feel that? like, but I, I feel well. I should say, a lot of the guys, like if you go on Notre Dame's commit list, most of those guys will have Michigan offers. Exactly, that's what I mean. You go to Michigan's commit list, not a ton have Notre Dame offers. But that's what I said, and and um, you know, I was I was thinking, you know, because people are like, why would he leave? Well, it's pretty easy. I mean, he just you got a you got a brand new coach as well, who's gonna start up a whole new thing and he's probably talking to Bowden saying hey we're winning with guys you don't offer so uh that type of thing you know come check us out those types of things and um and then I read Sam Webb who's the big Michigan insider for two doing that for 20 years he had a nice little article I read it and I didn't I didn't even know that what he said yeah yeah I mean they offered him a a general manager role to be the actual Michigan I mean whether that's true or not who knows it's 
Michigan guy, but it was online. I read it, huh. a GM role. So um, Notre Dame doesn't have a general manager. General managers are the new fad and, you know, the new wave of, of jobs happening. Um, Alabama just created one for the the guy that was helping who helped put Michigan together a few years ago, Courtney Morgan. He's at UW now at Alabama. So, you know, when you stay, new titles are created, correct? New money is formed, new roles, new titles. So maybe he got, he, you know, maybe Notre Dame's going to do something. Cause, cause when, uh, you know, Reese left, you know, the dad Reese, Bill Reese left, everyone's freaking out about that. There's tons of rumors about a GM, but they hired a guy away from Arkansas who had been at Notre Dame, what, 10 years ago. And it was more just of a scouting role. So, Freeman, you know, I think Freeman even like threw back to the media when all this came out. Like, oh, we don't have a GM. Everyone's just got their little titles. But does one need to happen? And going back a long, big circle to Chad is he has done a hell of a job. There's no doubt about that. No one could deny that. So he has done an amazing job since he's come in. He's young. He's energetic. He's got a billion ideas. And he's got a head coach that's willing to listen to those and be a part of those. And that's why Notre Dame has really, really recruited at a high, high level the last few years. Sure, they're not one, two, or three in recruiting. They haven't been in a long time. But they are battling like hell for a lot of those guys. And they are – I mean, I talked about this a few weeks ago, Mike. They are literally one recruit away from having a top five class the last three years. They're that close. So they just keep, keep building, keep building, keep chopping wood, so to speak. And he's doing a hell of a job. And for Michigan to see that and go after him is kudos to him. Really kudos to Marcus Freeman for the, how they have developed that recruiting thing. I mean, you you talked about this when he got hired, how he was more of a, a hands-on guy with the defense, so to speak, right? You know, Brian Kelly was still the head coach, but Freeman's like, hey, I want this guy to come and help me. And it rolled from there. You know, Notre Dame did their job recruiting. Pullian and Elston started Pot of Gold years ago. You no. know, they have some of the years, but nothing like this. No, it's no. Totally different now. No. no. Pot of Gold was a was a noter, was a was a Marcus Freeman thing. That's what they did at Cincinnati. Same know, that whole billboard, the whole billboard thing. Do you remember the whole billboard initiative a few? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All Marcus. That was all Cincinnati I mean, stuff. They did do a pot of gold. They I mean, they they would send the recruits tons of stuff uh on, on St. Patty's Day, Elston and, and Pullian did. I mean, you could go back and see see the pictures of him doing that. It's not as designed as it is now yeah. the last few years. Oh, it's a lot that, different. Oh, no, 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 uh, completely. They tried it. They had ideas, but it always goes back to the head coach. I mean, your program, I mean, your recruiting is only as good as the head coach. Why is Nick Saban so damn good? Because he's involved with everybody. Why was Urban Meyer killing people in recruiting? Because he's a relentless recruiter. Pete Carroll was the same way at USC. The guy was nuts. You know, you know, I know Charlie Weiss had his faults, but he was on, you know, I've, I've talked about this. He's on the road every damn day and he signed three straight top five classes because he just went out and recruited like, like crazy. So um, Freeman's done that with Bowden. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I know I said everyone's replaceable because me personally, I, and I'm saying that as a compliment to Chad is the infrastructure's built. I think if they, if he left in Michigan, let's say, they, the infrastructure's built, the plan, how they recruit, all those things to where who's to say Freeman can't go out and poach someone? I mean, why can't he go out and, and steal some away, um, someone away from Georgia, Alabama? He's got buddies in, in Columbus. Not saying that's going to happen, obviously. I think Chad Stain is would be huge, 
just to keep that continuity going and keep the recruiting operation his, so to speak, as, as you know that. So um, it'd be a kick in the pants if you went to Ann Arbor. So the fact that you're saying more than likely he's going to stay is, is really good news in the long run for Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, someone in the, in the YouTube chat just said um, – Brian Kelly, 2014, looks like first pot of gold day. I mean, I just Googled yeah, it. I remember quick. that. And, and okay, so. A real so quick, here, big mailers where they would send boxes yeah. to guys filled with crap. Letters. So cool. We're talking letters. I mean, it, it, we're, I mean, look, this well, is. social media, and it's completely changed from 2004. Yeah, but what Notre Dame now is doing with pot of gold is they're offering 70 guys. Tim. That pot of gold day feels like signing day for me. Like just how big of a day that is. They dominate their built-in holiday. It's it's a lot better than you know sending out letters. Um, hold hold on hold on. I'll, it, it's a great event, Mike. But they are signing minuscule of those guys on pot of gold day. They're not loading up their classes with pot I didn't of gold. Say that. I'm just saying it. That's what it feels like on that day. Oh, no, it's a great event for, for that day yep. sending out offers. But just because they're sending out offers doesn't mean we're getting these guys. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you're only getting single digits from the last few pot of gold. Yeah. Days. If Kyle, Kyle Kelly, if you're watching, I want, he would probably know off the top of his head. I have documented. I of the kids committed right now in 25, how many of them were pot of gold days last year offers? I, I don't know off the top yeah. of my head. Um, I'm sure he I'm going would. Back 22, 23. Yeah. I mean, I've actually, I haven't, damn it. I should have brought that. I have a little notebook where I've kept tabs. But those. again, a, it's a cool event. It really is a cool event, you know, but when you send 10 offers to Alabama on pot of gold day, what's the odds of you getting some of those guys pretty slim. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. They do offer a lot of guys from the South. Yeah. Yes. I offering all these, a lot of guys in Alabama. You're right. A lot of pot of gold from right. Alabama and Louisiana. It's like, <laughs> not happening uh not happening very often so again um it's a great event it is a cool yeah. event and they work their tails off yeah maybe i should do this more tim but i really don't read a whole lot of what others write um that was a big thing i learned from lou samoji is like lou just didn't really want outside things influencing his writing and his reporting um so i try like everything i write at blue and gold all my reports it pretty much is like just what I am hearing. I don't really, I mean, that's not all the time because sometimes there is like things I might have to squash or address or, you know, things like that. But yeah, I, when I wrote, you know, I posted on the board earlier today, I was like, yeah, I think Chad staying, like I didn't know about, you know, the, the what, what the Michigan guy had said. So it's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.
Yeah, and um, I and I haven't read anything. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Or not, I have no idea. I just read that article. What they had, what he is reporting, they offered him, and I was like, oh crap! Wow, this is a mm-hmm. man. I mean, they're really yeah. going all in on him, which which says a lot to how they have recruited. Yeah, you know, with Bowden and Freeman and his whole crew. You brought up Dre Brown. I mentioned that on a message board. For as much as Chad gets mentioned, you know darn well. I mean, Browns gets messaged all the time too. So mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they, it, it is a it is a great team, and of course, you don't want to break up a team. And they are a team. Those guys work really, really good together. They have a system. They have all those things going. So uh, don't want to break it up. Freeman could keep him. Get Swarbuck to give him a nice pay raise, a new title, whatever the heck it is. Yeah, do whatever you can to keep him because it has worked for three straight classes. Yeah, Devin said, uh, CJ May is a rarity, I forgot. As I'm, you know, crapping on Notre Dame recruiting in Bama, they are literally have one committed right now. But um, anyways. A rarity, that is true. Yes, that is I rare. want to, before we talk about rankings, Tim, this week I've kind of been in, I don't really give a damn mood. I'm just like, I will argue and pop off a little bit on social media. It's just kind of what I've been feeling this week. Okay. The... Oh God, rankings. Where to start? Okay. Yeah, I've been seeing you talking about the some of the stuff a little bit. All right, so let, let's let's do this exercise right now, um, because I'm you know seeing a lot about how on three just has no credibility and and, and whatnot. So, you know, 2024 industry rankings. So this is you know the combination of rivals 24/7 ESPN and on three. Yes. Um, Notre Dame's at 10 right now. So what I'm going to do, you guys can't see this, but in the you know, the little search bar at the very top of Google, I'm removing industry in the dash from the hyperlink, okay? And now this is, there's no industry in the headline now. So this is just on three rankings. No 24-7, no rivals, no ESPN. Seven. Rivals ranks Notre Dame, I think, nine. 24-7 has them at 10. And ESPN has Notre Dame at 12. So on three, despite that ranking of CJ Carr, has Notre Dame as the number seven school. So if you are, you know, one of those, you know, social media nincompoops who just yells on three is stupid, then I guess, you know, talking about the rankings, I guess that you think that Notre Dame, you know, shouldn't have that high of a class. Listen, the CJ Carr thing, I get it. Me and you agree he should be ranked higher. Me and you agree, okay? We both think that he should be ranked higher. But the difference between me and guy who yells on Twitter about CJ Carr's on three ranking, which is probably also the same guy who yells about Taylor Swift getting 25 seconds of airtime on a three and a half hour broadcast. Like, I digress. Um, guys, it's, it's, it's not that big of a deal. It's really not. The great thing about it is in three or four years, we can sit back and we can say, damn, Charles Power, man, you really missed that one. Or, you know what? The second option won't happen. No one's going to be like, damn, Charles Power nailed that one. Because that, you know, no one will want to talk about it. They'll just, you know, no, we don't, we don't talk about that. It'll be, or if we do, it'll be like, oh no, he was, he was always wrong. It was, it was Gino that screwed him up or who, you know, like that's where the conversation goes. So, at the end of the day, guys, they're just rankings. You don't need to yell at people about it. Just go, go outside and breathe. Ant says nothing is bad. It's 24-7. Just, you guys, just 
they're just little data points. Just take them for what they are. We're going to have fun with it. And that's just it. You don't go and yell. Uh, Tim, I mean, some of the responses uh, on, on Twitter this week have I, been something else. So, guys, we agree, we agree that C.J. Carr, I mean, 231 in the country, number 16 quarterback, it's crazy. But people are like, Mike, make sense of the ranking. Here's what. On three thinks that there's 15 better quarterbacks. Yes. That's, that's what it is. what it is. And guess what? Oh, and this is the thing that really gets me, Tim. And then we're going to go into your segment. And I, and please, Tim, I don't want I don't want to rebuttal because we just need to get past this. No, no, well, no. You no, really want to talk about it. Um, that thing is, it's it's like as now I forget what I was about to say. Um, but to to wrap it up, like make make it make sense, Mike. It's just they think there's other there's better quarterbacks, and we'll get to find out later. I forgot what I was about to say. All I want to say is five seconds. Is you 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 posted something talking about number seven, and someone just responded, "Well, they're still not good." <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, like you know, whatever. I guess you hate Notre Dame, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, so. yeah, yeah. You can't you can't win to win, but uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I love your point when you always see a data point. Someone's talking about Taylor Swift. Yeah, a lot of articles. I am not clicking on those, Mike. There are so many Taylor Swift articles. I'm like, I could care less. Hey, man. She's on TV. I'm a big Swifty. As I'm sitting right here, I'm sure there's something Taylor Swift around me. (laughs) This is a friendship race that I got from the Taylor Swift concert in Tampa night, too, back in the spring. I knew there was something Taylor Swift. I love Taylor Swift. Uh, Big, you know, Travis Kelsey. Inject all that to my veins. But anyways, um, I had another point, but I forget it. All right. I digress. If I haven't lost you yet, we're going to talk. No, no, no. no. Let's take a few minutes and go on this last little topic here. So the last topic, let me pull up our our, uh, our show outline, Tim, was, okay, so now that all the 2024 player rankings are done, this is an interesting exercise. I don't know how I thought about this. Of any of these four websites, On3, 24-7, ESPN, Rivals, I love that the On3 Commit page has this tool where you can see all of them. Yes. Which three are your Favorite rankings? Which three do you feel like, man, this website nailed this ranking? And which three do you think just missed the mark? Tim, it can be all three. You hated the on three rankings. And, you know, I have no idea what you're about to say. You just let it rip, yeah, man. Yeah, what do you think? Exactly. I was going to reach out to you. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to keep this. Uh, yeah, let's just keep this here. So, no, I, th- this was a great little thing Mike had me do. He's like, hey, go figure out your guys. And uh, I was like, all right. You're right. Okay. Click up top. They all break down. I went up and down trying to see what's what, trying to find that certain little three star. But I went with um, my first one is when you, and this is just film review. You watch the film, how Anthony Knapp is the only on three has him in the top 100. No, but Tim on three stupid. Three so stupid. how dare I'm they? Saying, I'm not even saying he's a top 100 or a top whatever. But he's the only one with a number. No one has a yeah. number. Next to him on no, the all the other Tim, all, all the other sites rank him as a three star. I know. three has him as a top hundred player. So look at the position game. ranking. So all the five offensive guard. I saw that, and it's like fifties and sixties. To all the Notre Dame fans, just click on his senior film. It is violent. I mean, he's this year Sullivan Absher to me. I love Sullivan Absher's film. The aggressiveness. And going back to Anthony Knapp is 
by, by the way, we need to get him on the show. I'd love to talk to him. Oh, he's already enrolled. Oh, he is. Okay, okay, that's right. So it'd be. Oh God, you're right. But yeah, we can't um, get him on. I would just love to know that story because Joe Rudolph obviously loved him. Had him in camp, was his guy. As soon as he got hired, he offers him in 24 hours. So you know he went to, you know, going back to Chad Bowden and Marcus Freeman, like, hey, I want this guy to watch his film. Boom, done deal. Comes up for a visit, commits. He is aggressive and violent as could be. And how no other services even notice this is just like, how? He's violent as hell. He's so damn aggressive outstanding footwork hand placement is probably the best out of the five guys that sign. He, he must have a heck of an offensive line coach. Just when you watch him and his fundamentals, you know, that he plays with, he's a, he's a lot of fun. You know, I know you've talked how the Notre Dame coaches see him as an interior guy. However, that sets up, he could play tackle, you know, cause he's got those long arms. I think that was one of the big positives. He's got those 34 inch arms that are long as could be. He could be a Zach Martin on the offensive tackle playing out there at six, four, like Zach did, and then moving inside down the road. But he's definitely one of my top three of big plus by on three. My second one, Mike, and this, I had no idea. Cause I know we always talk about uh, the quarterback, but how about ESPN, Mike, the polar opposite ranking CJ Carr right outside the five stars, 36, the number two pocket passer in the country. Number one is uh, Riola, and number three is Aaron Nolan going to Ohio State. They have C.J. Carr number two. So I yeah. found that interesting. Not that I'm agreeing with that, but a positive, like, there's someone up there that put him way up there. Oh, tip. I, I, I thought that was interesting. By well, ESPN. where would you put him? Okay, let, let, let me say real quick, because someone said uh, ESPN has Deuce Knight as the number one quarterback. I still think ESPN is in the Stone Ages of they have dual threat and pro style. Yeah. Which so that, it, that's that's ridiculous. That's like having all-purpose back and running I'm back. Like, it's it's dumb. Yeah, but, I'm, not a um, big, I'm not a big ESPN click on the. By the way, their recruiting page they must spend 12, 12 bucks a month on. So I mean, where would you slot CJ? I've always I've always been a CJ Carr. I could. I don't think he's sixteen. I don't think he's number one. I think a couple of those guys are are dynamite on film. But uh, I've always I've always argued. I can, I can see where people have a top three or four. I get that. I've always thought he would be that four to eight range, so to speak, you know, if you really want to look at it, you know. I think, is he, I mean, to me, if you're a five-star man, you blow up on film and you're just like, wow. I mean, I mean, we've seen some five-star quarterbacks. They're, they're dynamic and all that. But uh, Or they could be Malachi Nelson, who goes from SC to Boise State, goes to the group of five. Who knows? But I've always thought he was a, a definitely a top five-ish type guy. So um, for me, I think he's very accurate. I think his pocket – I went back I went back and just rewatched him in the last two days. And his pocket presence, the way he moves, he's like – he's got that little, you know, that eyes behind the back of his head, so to speak. Remember your old, your old uh, favorite quarterback, Dan Marino, used to talk about that all the time. Marino never got sacked in the NFL. Never got sacked because he always talked about that. Six cents as a quarterback. I see a lot of that with Carr. I think personally, CJ Carr is the best quarterback on the run out of all these guys when you're just breaking down their high school film and all that. So if he was the quarterback, I could see a bootleg play action rollout guy. I think he's very, very accurate on the run. So um, I, 
I think he's a top five quarterback. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks they've signed since Jimmy Clausen. When you look at just true high school quarterback. All right. What's your third ranking you love? Oh, I went with my favorite player in the class, Mike. I went with the uh, five-star, Mr. Kingston Viliamu Asa, number 19 in rivals. How about that? I, I've been saying this, by the way, goes against what Tim I just said. You know, you got Kingston, pot of gold guy. He signs, right? So there's that. Yeah. There's the Tim I metric throwing right up. Yeah, yeah, he was a pot of gold guy. But uh, you can throw that metric right out the window. So there's one of them right here. But um, so they've been recruiting this dude for 18 months. Once again, why do they have him? Al Washington recruited him as a freshman. He was the lead recruiter for Kingston as a freshman at Bosco when he was at Ohio State and just kept that going. So I love this guy. I saw him play live. The dude's a freak. I know Pete, I have some good friends that coach at some of the schools in the, in the, I said the Moore League, that's Long Beach Poly. The Trinity League, excuse me. I got a buddy that coaches at Long Beach Poly. But um, unbelievable. Everyone loves him. He's a freak. He's really just a dude out there. He's not a trash talker and stuff like He just plays ball. He's a ball. Yeah. And I saw Charles' uh, article that you guys did with his quote about him from the, you know, the All-American game of just like, man. He's like ready to play, shows up, yeah. and he's a ball player. And I really like what Charles said. And yeah, he's gotten his boost the last few months because he's one of those guys is at Bosco, and you're like, Yeah, he's at Bosco, everyone's good. Yeah. But he's a dude, and I'm glad you got to see him live. Yeah, I did. Like physically, he's not like and, and this go, going back to that article that I did do on um with Charles about four of the Notre Dame recruits. Um, with their notable rankings, um, you know, he said like Kingston would be ranked higher, he, but you know, so much of their rankings, uh, because they do determine ranking success based on where the guys actually get drafted, um, and so it's that's a, like a traits business. So while I he would agree that maybe like like actual film Kingston might be the best linebacker in the country, but like he's not. Like he's a big dude at you know, you think he's listed at yeah. Notre Dame by six, like six three, two thirty, but just like the length, um, you know, the just like the overall body type is not freakish, but the way I would see him read run plays and get to the back before the linemen, you know, can can get out of his stance, you know, might be a little much, but like he the way he was reading things, it was like he knew what the play was. It was really impressive. Um, so yeah, Kingston's fantastic. And that's, um, and that's what you see on, I know, I know Mike Goolsby talked about this as uh, he's talked about Kingston in the past. That's what you see on film, his ability to read and just step and attack is just, I mean, someone just put it, he's heat seeking missile. Exactly. Yeah. He just reads and just dive. He's unbelievable. And like I said, I've seen him play live. I have a really freshman year then. That have been his freshman yeah, year, freshman year freshman. back then. Yeah, um, I have a really good friend at Servite who just says it's not even fair. He just he knows everything. He's so damn good. Yeah, so, yeah. So Ant says uh, I'll never understand why rankings are based on where a kid will get drafted when these kids are getting college football. So this is the thing. Like I was in your boat too, and I did not understand it at all. Um, but then when you when I had someone explain it to me, it starts to make sense. Like. The rankings, guys, their whole job, at, and this is on three. I can't speak to the other websites um, because, like, like 
when I was with rivals, I didn't love the process. I always, res I respect the position of doing the rankings because it's obviously a thankless and impossible job, but you know, I, I respect the process at on three, even if I disagree with the rankings um, because they take it so seriously. Like how do you determine if a ranking was a success or not? And that's something I've talked about on our blue, blue and gold message board uh, when, when people, you know, bring up that point and they say, well, awards or stats. I'm like, uh, how, stats can be so inflated or they cannot tell the story. Like they don't always tell a story or like awards. So you just want like, you know, Mike singers of the world saying who's the best, you know, like just journalists, but no, like the best players in college are the ones who get drafted the most. So that kind of does show you like who the best players are, because those are ones who get drafted the highest in the NFL. Now, are there outliers? And is that not perfect? Is that not a perfect system? No, it's not a perfect system, but I've yet to have anyone tell me a better system. And that's okay. So that's what I'm saying. It's what is success in college football? Like, how do you determine your su success in college football? Um, so drafted. the draft, like where you got drafted, like how good you are in college determines, you know, so that, that's what it is. So it's the only thing that's made sense to me when I've thought about it um, more and more. Where So even if you don't agree with it, there's at least a system there. And I can't speak to 24-7 ESPN and what they do, but I was with Rivals for nine years, and I don't know what the hell they did. Um, and, and most of those guys that do the rankings at Rivals, I think, have, are, are doing other things now, or they're, they're not at Rivals. Um, but I, I'm telling you guys, I don't know what the hell they did. They had no system, to my knowledge, but they do here. So at least there's something. You know what they're doing. So, But I digress, Tim. Let's go into your three that you didn't like. And I'm really interested to see if you throw in one that maybe you, the players well, ranked too high for you. I'm really interested if you have one of those. No, I didn't. No, no, I kind of stayed away from that. But I'll go right to your buddies down the street at Rivals is uh, Bryce Young, Mike. Bryce Young, who is a five-star oh. with 247. Which, by the way, for all the people says Notre Dame can't recruit five stars, they have three this year. They signed three. Kingston's with Rivals, Kirby Lambert's with On3, and Mr. Young, the great Bryant Young son, is a 247. That's three five stars. So however you want to grade him, it's, it, yeah. it is pretty cool to see that. So and that that's a rarity at Notre Dame in the last 20 years. Only happened two or three, three times, I believe. So it's pretty cool. Mike. Top 100 with on three in ESPN. Five star with 247. 220 at Rivals. Did they not get yeah. the film? Because his film, know. whether you don't, you know, like you're saying, ah, oh, we don't think he's this or whatever, he's unbelievable. I mean, his film is freakish. His improvement, when he first got offered, I watched him and I was like, okay, I can see athleticism. He's like a raw tomato. He's got to lift weights and stuff like that. He's, he's like Anthony Knapp. From their junior year to senior year, yeah. it's like, holy moly. Anthony Knapp was like, wow, to me. Young is the same way. Like, yeah. wow. You know, I know Mike Goolsby played with, uh, I've, I've talked about him before, Grant Irons, who was a big, big five-star middle backer, ended up being a DN during the Bob Davey years. He reminds me of just that type of big frame body. And Goolsby, if he's listening, he, he knows what I'm talking about. Irons was huge, huge shoulders and length. I see uh, Young being that type of guy on the strong side end down the road. So um, absolutely unbelievable 
athlete. Um, Tim, you working Friday what? afternoon? What's that? You working Friday? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm off. Yeah. I'm off. Yeah. But. Uh, we're having Cody Belair on our show Friday. Kyle's going to be in South Bend for media availability. So we're going to have Cody on at 1 p.m. Cody's an on three national scout uh, for. On yeah, yeah, yeah. On three. Yeah. He's fantastic. So if you he's want awesome. on, Tim, you, you have an open invitation to the show one if you're if you're around. Oh, so that's going to be really fascinating. So we're going to talk about some of these things with Cody, who. Um, yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's, he was on our know, big show with Ohio State show. Yeah, where he was. He was, yeah, he, was he was on our mega show back in September. Uh, and, you know, he's had stops at. Texas Tech, LSU, Baylor, um, I, I think another place too. So you know he's he's been a recruiting office and and scout, you know all, all that stuff. So um, so we're gonna have him on Friday at one p.m. So he's gonna be great. But oh yeah, two others, Tim. You did not like their rankings. How in the world is Tedrin Young not a rivals three hundred? Once again, did the film get lost? So. I know on three stinks for CJ Carr, but some of these other services that film just does the link not work wherever rivals headquarters is. He's the top 100 on on three. He's the highest, by the way, Mike. Um, top 130 ESPN 247. So he's basically a top 100 caliber when you're that high. He's in the pecking order and rivals just nowhere to be found, which I just found just puzzling. Like, mm. what? I mean, his, he was his, really his, good I mean, in San Antonio, he, man. Oh my uh, God, it's it's another one. It's like his film, the backs they already have in South Bend. It's like just flip coins, you know, just flip coins, you know, and and run the ball. Yeah, yeah. Estimate, thanks. We got more guys coming. We'll be okay. Um, yeah, good thing you left Logan Diggs because you're not playing with these guys. I mean, it has just been awesome the last few years. And then my what in the world recruit, and this is. Do I feel – please pull up Mr. Uh, Carson Hobbs on the Notre Dame webpage. I know he's an early enrollee. Mike, I have, he's been on our show. This is why I, I'm, a, I'm a big Catholic school guy, man. I love Catholic League. Cincinnati's awesome. Obviously, yeah. Trinity League, you know, the, the, the boys up in the you know Florida, the Tampa, all those big dogs that battle each other. Obviously, the DMV in the Washington, D.C., Baltimore area, elite, elite football. Dude, he, he's the second lowest ranked recruit on every service. Yeah. Rezac's the lowest. Hobbs on all four services, the second lowest. So Mr. Cody, who's going to be on Mr. Belair, I would die. Because here's a guy that was all state. Unbelievable. He's been timed at, a, I think, a 10-5 in the 100 if I read right. Unbelievable athleticism. Length. One of Mickens' go-to guys, you know, maybe he committed two years too soon. He committed, he's like CJ Carr. It's like these guys committed ages ago. Yeah. And, and the forgotten man. Hobbs' film is senior year. I love, I've never ever understand he's he's gotten zero movement from all the services. So there's gotta be something. Obviously, the South has freaks. We all know that. Maybe everyone's just looking at every Florida and Alabama, Louisiana corner and just saying, oh, these guys are all better. But I love Hobbs. Benjamin Morrison was the lowest ranked four star on Notre Dame. He was a hair away from being a three star. He he he, he had fallen down the way. I think Hobbs, I, I love Carson Hobbs. I, I'm really excited to learn about him this coming spring and glad he's on campus right now. I was reading his profile. I saw it. It's already on the Notre Dame page, which is pretty cool. 
Yeah. So those are my three of just guys. I just like some shocking ones. And um, if I have one honorable mention, one honorable mention going with four is no. But he doesn't get there until the summer, though. I think he is. Oh, I saw yeah, this. Pretty sure he's a summer guy. Okay, I saw this thing on the on the official webpage already. Maybe that maybe they already just put him up after they signed. It could be. I was reading his bio and stuff like that. So, but my honorable mention is to on three on Benny Powell. And I went and rewatched his film, Mike. Yeah. This dude is going to play. I mean, he's a guy that was ranked like 1100 because once again, we talked about this when he committed and when he got his offer, the two safeties behind him are Ohio state Notre Dame. So he's playing Sam backer. He's playing down in the box, his senior film, the way he, I, I love, I love his stance and I love his slow pedal. And his instincts out of his pedal on the break into the alley is, um, is is really good. I'm watching him. I'm like, if he's not one of those long safeties playing deep, this is a dude that could be your next rover. This is the guy that could be a JOK and be that long, lengthy, you know, 200 pound rover, so to speak, out there. From what I saw, he's violent. He has no fear. Yeah. And- Really, really good skills, coverage skills. So, yeah. honorable mention of one of my favorite recruits in the class. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that covers right. everything yeah. we're going to discuss in today's great show. Yeah, great I thought we were going to go 45 minutes. Here we are, over, you know, hitting the hour five here. So, great show today. If you're just joining us live, you know, swipe and rewind, all that good stuff. Start over. We talked about Riley Leonard. I mean, we talked about Al Golden. Um, you know, and could Boston College look at him? We kind of gave our thoughts on that. Uh, the Chad Bowden to Michigan rumors we discussed. Um, and then, of course, kind of ending here with some recruit rankings. So, um, yeah, that is going to do it for this show. Really appreciate you guys tuning in. Go to blueandgold.com for much more Notre Dame football and recruiting coverage. If you're an Irish football junkie, and I know you are because you're tuning into this show, blueandgold.com is your home for all things Notre Dame football. So please do check it out. Again, appreciate you all for watching. He's Tim Hyde. I'm Mike Singer. We'll catch you next time. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if you're first bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700.
1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.